It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors, Nick Nurse calls out Gary Trent Jr. for his defensive step back this season. We will dig into the comments from Nick Nurse, whether there's any real juice to them, whether Gary Trent Jr.'s future with the team is in jeopardy, all of that, and so much more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Raptors with Katie Heindel. That means it's a whatevs Wednesday, baby. Let's get to it. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1288 of Lockdown Raptors for Wednesday, November the 23rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors for nine seasons for various platforms. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the show for free on your favorite podcast apps. And we are, of course, on YouTube. You can go hit the big, fat, red subscribe button, and you can't miss it. And you <laughs> have done a very good thing to support the show by hitting it. So thank you in advance for doing that and that uh, wonderful chuckle you hear on the podcast is of course our dear pal katie heindel at whatevs on twitter hence the name whatevs wednesday katie what the hell's going on a lot as i told you before <laughs> the show but i can't really share all of it so you know Ooh. just a lot it's just been it's been a busy time it's been a busy time i want to get fully into the holiday mode also mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, i'm like i'm feeling it I was in Home Depot twice recently, like in the last week for not holiday stuff, but it, I got like holiday pilled at Home Depot. Hell yeah. Hard. Hell yeah. That's a pretty <laughs> good place to get holiday pilled, I would say. There's, I mean, uh... they're just like, come get your giant inflatable baby Yoda. It's like all the inflatables <laughs> that they, that's kind of like taken over the decor items. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, it's too early for me to do like not doing the tree yet, like wait yeah. till December. But I've just been thinking like, what other decor mm-hmm. can we toss up around here? Yeah. Well, big twist, Katie. I put my tree up last night. 
Jeez. It's in the next room. It's all glistening and, and, and festive. Real, it's great. Real or, or art of fish? Oh, I'm an art of fish man. Okay. Uh, we got the little lights baked in. I don't like yeah, putting yeah. stuff on the tree. It's very difficult. And it looks nice and uh, it sets the tone nicely in the living room. So we are in a... It's mostly because we have people coming over in like a week and a half and we don't have any time between now and then to put the tree up. So, gotcha. uh, you know, that's what we've done here. Either As an way, ambient light source, I will mm -hmm. say, a tree, Ooh. it's... It's like you're like, oh, I wish you could stay up all year round. Not even for like the festiveness. Yeah. Just for like a different kind of glowy source of light in your living room. It's, nice. it's a nice light to read by. Yeah, it's for sure. If I read enough, I would really take advantage of it a lot. <laughs> but I don't read enough, Katie. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's uh, get into it today, shall we? We're going to talk all things Gary Trent Jr. on today's show. We're going to dig into his struggles on the season so far as he is set to return to action tonight. After dealing with a bit of a hip thing and then dealing with an illness thing, it seems like he's going to be available for the Nets game, as will Chris Boucher. That's great news. Uh, Scotty Barnes, questionable. Delano Banton, questionable. Well, it's all, you know, you know the deal by now with the Raptors. Everyone's questionable always. But <laughs> what's not questionable, Katie, is Nick Nurse has some thoughts on Gary Trent Jr. So we're going to talk <laughs> about those off the top here, then kind of get into the bigger, broader strokes of his season and the future. Uh, but... Shall we first dive into the quote from yesterday at practice with Nick Nurse digging into Gary Trent Jr.? Um, I say yes, we shall. All right, let's. Uh, I'm going to pull up the quote here for the video, folks. I'll read it off for those who are listening on audio. This is from Michael Grange's piece about the quotes and everything on Sportsnet. Disappointing. It's disappointing. I'd like to see him get a lot more aggressive on defense this year, said Nurse, when asked about Gary Trent Jr.'s decline in deflections. I would say that it's been a little bit of a negative because he's capable of really getting after the ball and getting his hands on the ball a lot, and that's what we want him to do. We're going to get him his shots and get him his points, but we want him to be a disruptor. Kind of, He kind of fits us if he does that. If he doesn't, he doesn't fit us. We need to get him back. Uh, Katie, ominous words from Nick Nurse. If he doesn't do that stuff, he doesn't fit us. I think that's kind of the pull-away quote for, pe pull for people mm -hmm. that is. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's dive into this here, Katie. I mean, this is not the first time we've heard Nick Nurse go tough love on a player on the Raptors, specifically asking for them to play defense more good. But uh, thoughts on this particular situation? Obviously, Trent has a bit of a... You know, there, there's a lot kind of tied to him this year. He could be a free agent after this year if he opts out of his contract. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about whether he's going to opt out or not at the end of the show because uh, maybe he's playing himself into this not being a problem for the Raptors at the moment. But uh, thoughts on Nurse's tough love approach with Gary Trent Jr. as he is set to return to the lineup tonight? Yeah, Gary's never gotten one of these yet. No. So <laughs> that's why I'm less like, this seems like par for the course, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, if it would be more worrisome to me if he was playing badly or noticeably there was a change in his defensive approach, which there is, um, and Nurse didn't say anything, mm -hmm. then it's kind of like, all right, the franchise doesn't really have much value in you yeah. as a future part of it or even current part of it. But I actually like the Raptors now, especially with all the injuries are not in a position where they can just like swap somebody and for Gary. Right. Mm -hmm, so like mm -hmm. you, you need Gary to show up. Um, I thought it was actually one of the more accurate versions of these we've heard from Nick nurse. Sometimes it's just like vaguely ominous, mm -hmm. you know, and it is not so specific. Um, but in terms of him saying we need Gary Trent Jr. to be a disruptor, 
that is a huge thing. I think that's mm-hmm. the way that is like the way that the defensive strategy of this team seems to be shaking out thus far, like a month and change into the season. Um, and Gary does have like the capability to do that, but it seems as if th- it's a tough balance to strike because you need Gary to be a shooter. Yep. He has shown up as like one of your most reliable, you know, shot creators, shot takers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this has never been a team where you get to do just one thing. Yeah, for sure. A- and the thing is, is if he were hitting his threes this season, I feel like we're probably not hearing Nick Nurse get on about the defense, right? This season, he's at what, 32.8% from deep, mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. from 38% last year. He was 38% the sort of partial season he played with the Raptors in Tampa. Like, yeah, he's a he's a knockdown three-point shooter, and his shooting is obviously very important to what the Raptors want to do. And if he were hitting 38% of his threes, I feel like there's maybe a little bit more leeway here for Nick Nurse to not get so angry about the defense. But yeah, I, I do think he scolds because he cares. I do think mm-hmm. it's very obvious that Trent's important to the team. You know, last year, all, all through the season, you know, the, the, the number that I kept kind of going back to to kind of illustrate Trent's importance is other than Pascal Siakam, the Raptors' offense was driven by Trent being on the floor more than anybody else, and that's not happening this year. We'll dive into some of the numbers coming up in segment two, but I, I ultimately don't think this is, like, out of line by Nick Nurse. I, I think, you know, again, he's done this before with guys, and it's usually worked to pretty good effect. He basically shamed Rondé Hollis Jefferson into playing good defense when he was first with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's had his moments of, you know, cr- critique for Scotty Barnes and all these different types. Like, he's going to do this if you're not doing the things that he on defense. And when you're six foot five and not one of the six foot nine special Prince boys on the Raptors, uh, you got to do stuff above and beyond to really kind of stand out and make your presence known on the team. Fred Van Vliet does that. He's a short king, but he's very good at defense and he'll hit his threes and run the offense. Gary Trent Jr. has got to do stuff as well to fit into what they want to do. And I, and I don't think Nurse is wrong by saying that if Gary Trent Jr. is not playing aggressive, disruptive, turnover-causing defense, that he doesn't mm-hmm. quite fit with what the Raptors want to do. You know, do you worry at all about this in terms of like the relationship with the player? Obviously, we never know how guys are going to take this type of stuff. My inkling here is Gary Trent is the son of an NBA player who seems like he's not exactly a guy to mince his words when he (laughs) offers up uh, his thoughts. So maybe this is just par for the course, something that Trent's used to or not at all concerned about. It's just like, oh, yeah perfectly fine motivational tactic. Um, but I don't know, you're around the team a little bit more than I am these days. What's your sort of read on the vibe? And, and I guess maybe more sort of just like the mm-hmm. the general feeling towards Nurse and the fact that he does bust out this tough love approach pretty regularly. Yeah, I mean, my sense is always like, it's not the first time these guys are hearing it when Nick Nurse says it to the media. Yeah, that would right? be pretty like, bad PR yeah. and like player management if that was a thing. Yeah, like these are con- <laughs> like these are fluid situations. These are conversations like in flux situations in flux. That has always been my sense of it. Some mm. of them seem to come like I haven't always necessarily agreed with the timing. Sure. He'll sort of drop these, but then also the timing uh, is 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 like dependent on who and when those questions are getting asked. Yeah. Like something might just like peak Nick to say like, Oh, you know what? T- today, this seems like a, the stage is set for me to talk about Carrie. Um, or he's just like asked about it. Right. So I think I've maybe not eased up, but I usually take it with a grain that it's not the first time that they're hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I do kind of think it's a good time for something like this because Gary's role with the team has changed 
like yep. largely since he arrived. Like I think when he arrived, the thought, well, the thought is a little bit like, let's see what he can do. Let's see how he can fit. Okay, he's kind of naturally emerged as a shooter. He's getting a lot more minutes. That's sort of rounding out his his um, capabilities on the floor a lot differently than you know you got to see when he was with Portland. Like he didn't mm -hmm. have such a big role there. It's tough when you kind of hold him against. And I don't really like doing this, but like when you hold him against someone like Norman Powell, who mm -hmm. he, who was traded for, um, who did do everything, like a little mm -hmm. bit of everything, and seemed to know when to pull those little everythings out. Different for Norm because he's somebody who came up with the team and within the system. So that's what I also think is like as Gary's role changes, his understanding of the team and what's going to be asked of him change. That said, um, I do believe this is like the second time we've kind of heard – uh, like I think it was at the beginning of the season or toward the end of last when they were also simultaneously like, or even Gary made the comment where he's like, mm. you have to do a lot of work Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on this team. Like the expectation is to play at both ends, um, which I think can maybe be a little bit surprising to a Raptors fan, which is like, yeah, of course, but like not every NBA team is structured that way. Some no. have the luxury <laughs> for, for guys to, to just have one singular role and it's, they're not going to play defense. I mean, you, you do see that a lot. The Miami Heat start Tyler Hero. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, James Harden, you know, for example. Like, it's just there are there are places where certain players can just, like, live on the floor. And mm -hmm. they've just, like, worn really well-worn grooves into the floor almost. Like, because that's where they'll be and that's where they're known to be. The Raptors don't really have that because they've never had the luxury uh, of mm -hmm. having that with their, with their athletes. So I think that... That takes a that takes some work. Mm -hmm. However, it's been a it's been long enough now between when I that comment was made to to now that I do kind of question. Sure, you know, um, Gary's bought into ness of the system. Sure. sure, I don't know that he will take that option. Mm -hmm this season um and he doesn't have to you know like yeah. he can go get paid somewhere else he's a clutch sports athlete sure they love to get their guys paid a lot of teams <laughs> could use a shooter and not ask gary to play like to handle such a defensive load so i kind of wonder like this is really like the ball is in his court now uh, and he can he's gonna kind of show us and show the team where his mm -hmm. priorities are granted it's not oh. like he can just skate by to them so he's gonna have to dig in a little bit Hundred percent, and I mean, I think the next couple months here are mm -hmm. a super important inflection point, not only for Gary Trent Jr. in his career, but also the Raptors as mm -hmm. they stare down the barrel of him potentially being a free agent, the trade deadline coming up, and maybe a decision to be made there based on what we see from Gary Trent Jr. in the next little while here. We are going to dive in a second into the struggles Trent's had this season and see if we can kind of come to a root cause. I have a hunch. It seems to be a hunch that I have a whole lot when it comes to the recent Raptor struggles. We'll get to that in just a second here. Before we do that, though, i got to tell you about our friends over at BetterHelp. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. And look, having someone to talk to is important. It is 
massively important if you're struggling, whether it's seasonal affective disorder, whether it's any sort of uh, stuff that's weighing you down. It could just be the simple, you know, day-to-day rigors of life that are a challenge to negotiate, but having someone to talk to about it is amazing. And BetterHelp provides you therapists who are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. It's a really, really excellent thing therapy a lot of people i know have done it and gotten an amazing amount out of it i've not done it myself but i very much am considering i'm circling the waters right now and about to dive in probably myself as well go and check out better help if you are in the same boat they have connected over three million people with licensed therapists it's convenient and accessible anywhere 100 online including in canada as the world's largest therapy service better help has matched three million people again that's an amazing number of people and it's affordable just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. If you, it couldn't be simpler, I promise you. No waiting room, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here. Our first listen of the day, digging into Gary Trent Jr. and his struggles to date this season. On the whole, Katie, this year, uh, 16.6 points per game, 1.9 boards, 1.4 assists down pretty substantially from where it was last year. Obviously, you know, he was at two assists a game, 2.1 assists per 36 last year, down to 1.6 per 36 this year. So a a drop-off, obviously, that's a quarter of his (laughs) assist production uh, when you dig into it. So, But as a percentage point, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of drop-off. The three-point shooting, as we mentioned, not been there either. He's 31 of 95 on the year, 32.6%. Overall, shooting just 41% from the field, which is where he was at last year. The field is now where he makes his bones. It's the three-point line, obviously. Um, And obviously on defense, we've seen the drop in deflections. We've seen the drop in steals. It's been kind of across the board that Gary Trent Jr. has been a little bit less effective. Let me also add, Katie, that he currently, outside of Delano Banton, has the worst on-off differential of any player on the Raptors. The Raptors are 12.1 points worse per 100 possessions with Gary Trent Jr. on the floor as opposed to when he is off. And the offense is not tied to him at all this year. Of all regulars, outside of Delano Banton, he's bottom at a 107.5 on-court offensive rating, uh, where last year it was him and Pascal Siakam in lockstep who were driving offensive performance to the team. So mm-hmm. weird stuff all around from Gary Trent Jr., Katie. My question to you, and I said before, I have a hunch as to what's going on here for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, and I- I'm curious if you think the same thing. Is this all because Pascal Siakam's not available? Like it's, it seems like it's like the simple solution, which means it's probably the answer. If you go since Siakam went out of the lineup, Trent is averaging 12 points on 37% shooting, 20% from three. So there's the real drop-off you're looking at, mostly since Siakam went out. Is it that simple, Katie? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a huge factor. 
-hmm. But like to go back to what I was talking about in the last segment, I think some of this stuff has been percolating. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just you're not going to see it as much. You're not going to see the difference when Pascal is there for like how little or maybe how much more the team wants Gary to be doing on the offense, uh, the defensive rather end of the floor, Mm -hmm. because you've got like a Pascal shaped We've got Pascal Siakam. You don't have a Pascal-shaped hole there. Um, so, it, like, things are going to be more noticeable when you're basically, like, out of somebody like that shadow mm-hmm. and, like, the cap- the two, like, the two-way capabilities that he has. So, yes, a little bit is that simple. Mm-hmm. But I think the other factors that are at play are not. Um, if Gary was kind of in a position where he had carved out his, like – defensive niche and i'm not trying to hammer on that because i know you want to talk about the, the offensive uh impacts i mean it's both it doesn't like, seem to yeah. be having it's been bad both ends. yeah <clears throat> on the floor um but i just think that's what probably makes it a little bit more glaring um yeah. it doesn't surprise me also because you've also like you've had until he got hurt like you've had scotty barnes's larger role with the team you know um even somebody like precious achua Chris Boucher, like there's, there's the, the way that like guys are kind of stepping up this mm-hmm. season. It's like, you don't, again, like the, the team is not in a place where it's like, you just need Gary Trent Jr. Mm-hmm. To, to be your like only offensive creator. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of swung things in a weird way too. It's not, it's like a little bit glaring. I think that his like offensive impacts are that negative <laughs> on the team. Like that's not a, that's not a good thing. And like yeah. stats, obviously like I, you got to take them within, within context. Um, but something like that, like I get why that is the case for Delano. He's a wily chaotic man, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's, that's kind of like, that's the mode you sort of want him to play. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not how you want. That is not the impact that you want to see or not see from Gary. For sure. I, I think, Look, I do think Siakam is a big part of it. And I think it's tied to both ends with Siakam, right? Like offensively, obviously, you know, Trent early on in the season was just like feasting off of Siakam passes. I can't remember Mm -hmm. the stat that I used on the podcast to kind of illustrate the point earlier in the year, but he was receiving way more catch and shoot opportunities from Siakam than ever before, was shooting the lights out on those because they're good looks because they usually are wide open because of all the attention Siakam garners. And those two guys have been such a great, tandem you know whether it's you know running with bench units or in the starting five crunch time really stands out as a time Mm -hmm. where Trent really seems to kind of uh flourish because of all the attention paid elsewhere and he's such a great weapon for that very reason um and on defense I mean I kind of made this point about OG earlier this week as well with OG's numbers kind of in terms of like counting stats on defense being down since Siakam went out like OG's still been incredible defensively but he's clearly doing a little bit less in terms of jumping passing lanes getting over aggressive because Pascal Siakam's there, not there to clean up all the messes. And I think that maybe can extend to Gary Trent Jr. as well. Um, You know, I I think Trent is sort of more in the mode where he should always be trying to be aggressive just Mm -hmm. because he's not much of an on-ball guy anyway. So I don't think it's quite the same difference in the way OG plays defense with Siakam out as it is with Trent and, and Siakam, but it's certainly part of it. Um, But also, like, there's been some stuff with, with, with Trent that's just, like, not 
really all that it's kind of independent of Siakam you know I, I had a lot of hope this year Katie of six-man Gary Trent Jr. coming in running the second units maybe operating a little bit of pick and roll mm-hmm. there's just been no playmaking from him in those situations and the times where it's been Trent plus four bench guys I've wanted to poke my eyes out the whole time <laughs> uh it's been pretty rough stuff um you know it, what to you like is there a uh you know, uh, uh, let's be positive. Let's try to be positive about what we've seen from Trent so far this season. Is there hope potentially for his return tonight to kind of be a bit of a reset, a little soft reboot on his season? And are there things that you've seen from him either last year, this year that you kind of, that kind of give you optimism? Is it just the fact that dude's a shooter and a bucket getter and like, he'll probably settle back in and get on a heater at some point. I mean, I will say, I don't think he needs a full reset, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, also, like a month into the season, you you you're this is I'd say reset is about a three month threshold sure. to sure. me. Uh, he can just like change something still. Mm-hmm. Like his his like his point like the points are nice. So he does he is still contributing, right? You don't, mm-hmm. you can't just say like he's a dead weight out there. He's not totally. Like, yeah, they're winning games because of what Gary's doing. He bails you out late in the clock. Like he exactly. does a lot of good things still. Yeah, he does. So I think, you know, he's got a pretty solid foundation to work off of. Um, I think tonight is a really good game to sort of come in. Like the Nets are, I don't know, like what's going on. Um, not really like Utah, phenomenal. But otherwise, like the team, <laughs> not really playing so great. Still. Yeah, losing to the uh, totally busted ass Sixers last night. Not a great look. No, no. But um, not, so, I mean, not surprising to me. However, it is a good matchup. It's a good opportunity to kind of dig into some of these pointers mm-hmm. that Nick Nurse uh, flagged, you know, mm-hmm. um, see kind of where he fits. You're still a little bit shorthanded uh, out there. So I think, again, it's like it's a good opportunity for him to like step into this larger role, uh, be a disruptor. Very easy team to fluster, in my opinion. Oh, so yeah. why not, <laughs> you know, this is a nice soft launch to be like, let me be this disruptive presence on the defensive mm-hmm. end that my coach has asked me to be. Um, it's a great opportunity, really like soft launch opportunity um, to be a bully to a team that's doesn't take that much to bully right now. No, no, not at all. Like, look, they've looked okay, I guess, lately. Kevin Durant's very good. Utah's mm-hmm. amazing. Good for of him. Course. But uh yeah, having uh, like a way to get your offense going is to have Kyrie Irving playing defense against you in a given game. That's uh, that's for damn sure. Um, yeah, I, let's we're gonna take a quick break. Come back to the other side. Look ahead to the next couple months here for Gary Trent Jr. and mm-hmm. just kind of talk about the big picture questions with him, the trade stuff, the you know the, the pending contract injuncture and all that stuff. We'll get injuncture injunction. <laughs> I don't know. It's not an injunction. I, again, I don't read enough, Katie. I don't read enough. <laughs> All right, we're going to continue on. Get to that in just a sec. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at Sweat Block. And look, it's the time of the show where I talk about how sweaty I am. Sorry, it's just the way it is. And I've had some pretty bad experiences with excessive sweating. There are no photos of my graduation from Carleton University in 2014 because I sweat through my shirt so bad that it was down to my hips. Uh, really, really bad. So... 
Sweatblock is the perfect solution for a sweaty guy like me. They have these wonderful wipes that are a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 10,000 five-star reviews, and it's because they work. You got to just put them on, you wipe them on the, before you go to bed at night, you wake up, and you have seven days of protection from excessive sweating. It is a fantastic product. I use it. It's I truly stand by it. You got to get yourself some Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or order, try Sweatblock. What a wonderful Christmas gift idea, perhaps, as the holiday season comes upon us. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. You can also find them on Amazon. That's sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. I always feel bad when I have a guest on the show, Katie, and I have to talk about how sweaty I am. It's uh... Yeah, but I've heard you do that before. <laughs> Okay. You were at my wedding. You you've seen it in the flesh. You're 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 fully, everybody uh, was sweating at your wedding. Yeah, that's uh-huh. true. No yeah. shame there. <laughs> uh, all right, Katie. Let's uh, dive into the future with Gary Trent Jr. Here, as I said, the next couple of months here are going to be massive for him as there's some decision making to be done for the Raptors for Gary Trent Jr. after the season whether he's going to pick up his option or not Mm -hmm. Uh, he makes 17.1 17.3 17 point something this year Uh, and based on as Michael Grange pointed out in his piece about this yesterday you look at some of the comps Jordan Poole Tyler Hero those guys are making max or near max money I don't think Gary Trent Jr. is quite at the level of those guys is like a self-creator and all that stuff. So I don't know if those are actually perfect comps, but you could figure that Gary Trent Jr. might be in line for a raise if he does opt out of his contract, just based on how the market is working. Um, Mm -hmm. Katie, this season I've kind of said is about figuring out who the guys are for the long haul in the Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, probably OG Ananobi era. Uh, Fred's obviously in there as well. Figuring out the other guys who are going to stick seems to be one of the biggest priorities this year. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't gone well for Gary Trent Jr. as far as like making it clear that he is and can't miss part of the future with the team. Um, I kind of want to just ask you first, you're rooting for Gary Trent Jr. to be part of the team, right? He's a fun-ass player. I would love for Gary Trent Jr. to be part of this thing for the long term it's cool to have a gunner on your team it's cool to have a trigger man who dresses nice on your team um it's you know i like having him around are you rooting for it as well and sort of as it stands right now what is your read on the question is gary trent jr part of the long haul plans for this team i am of course i'm rooting for him and Mm. i'm rooting for him uh, for his future to be with the team he is a lot of fun to watch i think he does bring a really um interesting chunk uh, like of skills and talent uh, just like that the team was kind of missing granted the team has sort of changed since Mm -hmm. he came in so i don't know my gut is kind of like i think he may leave yeah I think he may leave just because, again, we're talking about valuation and kind of looking ahead. You know, if this was a stopgap contract, I don't think he takes the option. I think he's going to try and look broadly. Maybe it is the Raptors that end up paying him. However, I also think that the Raptors, the way that the team is structured now, whether Mm -hmm. you want to look at like the physical makeup of the team, 
um, or what it seems they're trying to like grow toward. Unless Gary like steps up in a pretty significant way in that sense and, and like grows with them. I don't like, yeah. I, I'm not sure that he kind of, he's a fit in that way. And like, mm -hmm. this is all really not to disparage him because certain players just like aren't naturally going to be, be fits on a team that is looking for something so specific mm -hmm. in terms of like type and play style out of its roster. Right. So it's like, yeah. you can't really begrudge him if like he's not tall and long and big. Yeah. He's six, he's six, five on a team that ain't six, five uh, yeah. by, by, as a rule. Like, it, yeah. It's, and which, like, you've yeah. got like, obviously that Fred doesn't fit that mold, but again, like we talked about with Norm, like Fred's Fred's come up in the system yeah. and Fred offers a lot of other stuff. And also like, you know, Fred's your point guard. So there's some room, right. Mm -hmm. There's like a room for an anomaly there and he's a great organizer and he keeps this whole thing running. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's really tough to see. And I will say, I, I should add like the caveat that um, when I was thinking about this and I knew we were going to talk about this, a part of me was like, oh, I don't actually feel like I have, I'm back around the team again, proximity wise, but I mm -hmm. feel like I don't have the best feel because I hadn't been mm -hmm. for two seasons, you know? Yeah, so, still kind of getting back yeah, and testing exactly. the waters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. I would say as it stands right now, if you're gonna like keep a running meter of hey, what's most likely in terms of Trent stays or Trent goes, I think it's probably skewing a little towards Trent goes at this point. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if it's skewing towards Trent goes, I think that means he goes at the trade deadline because yeah. Yeah. like it really to me feels like. A lot like the, the 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 Norm Powell thing, you know. Hey, we're not going to bring this guy back. Can we trade for someone who we can kind of have in the mix a little bit longer and get a better better look at than Norm? And you know, that's why they did the Gary Trent trade. Honestly, not all that dissimilar a situation from the Terrence Ross situation back when they traded for Serge Ibaka, right? Like Ross was a mm -hmm. pending free agent. Ibaka fit a need that they desperately needed filled, and they pulled the trigger on that deal as well. Were able to keep Ibaka too, as they tend to like to do once they acquire a guy's bird rights. And so I, I totally think there's a track record of Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster making this exact type of trade where it's not a sell-off for parts trade. It's a let's kick the can down the road a little bit trade and see if we can find a different mix that works while also not losing a player for nothing. It's, it's tricky. Cause like Trent, if you go back to last year again, like he's so tied to the offensive performance of the team. If that's not the case this year, maybe you can feel like you can move on from him before the deadline and still mm -hmm. have all the ambition and, and hope you had for the playoffs, you know, with or without him. Um, and I do think, as you said, the team has changed in the last couple of years. I think this year it's less dependent on Gary Trent Jr. for the Raptors to have any sort of chance on offense. There are other guys who are performing. They have Thad Young being Thad Young out there. Um, you know, what a what a prince Thad Young is, man. I love him so much, Katie. Uh, I, I say that on the podcast every day, by the way. I probably just if you just stitched together all my Thad Young Thad Young rants of the pod in the last week, you would think I'm a creepy stalker. But uh <laughs> That's, I, that's just fandom. <laughs> it sure is. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm probably leaning more towards the the Gary goes thing as well, which is a bummer. It's it's disappointing. If they were to move on from him, mm -hmm. um, which again, like if the team is currently, if Nick Nurse is currently saying this stuff, maybe they're also on that sort of hey, maybe this is leaning towards an exit as opposed to a long term partnership. But if they were to say, all right, we're going to move on from Gary Trent Jr., do you, would you? 
like try to find a like for like type of swap, a similar two guard type player, or would you try to find another six nine guy who can't shoot and plays defense uh, just to kind of double down, triple down, quadruple down even more? It doesn't matter what I would try and find. I do mm-hmm. think that yes, the the organization may try and find the latter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's value, I think, in the former, especially if it is somebody who can play both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I will say that like it's not such a bad reminder, assuming all like no nobody's getting burned in this situation. Um, and again, I don't think that's the case because I think these are comments that had been made to Gary before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always the worst reminder from a team to say, like, you know, our decision making is always has to stay fluid. Yeah. Like you're not if you're not like constrained by salary stuff, which the Raptors really aren't right now because they've been kind of smart about it then Mm -hmm. um and i don't i don't mean this in like it's a cold world bundle up (laughs) kind of way but their decision like as a franchise who you have a very specific um road you're kind of going down right now right you're not rebuilding anymore you've you've said Mm -hmm. time and time again like what it is you're trying to do you're trying to win another championship what are kind of the things you have to hit and, and who are the people that can help you get there you are not in a situation where you're going to hang on to an athlete uh, who can't like dig in and help you get there when it's yep. like, there's a lot of other people out there who, who can like be come into the team and become like very valuable role players. It mm-hmm. also is a great kind of Testament to the Raptors that I think Gary will get a significant payday if he leaves that like, yeah. he can come in uh, do like put down a couple seasons and like turn around and get a good contract, which also the Raptors have said they are fine with. So yeah. I mean, assume yeah, assuming nobody gets burned and none of this is a surprise to anybody, which I don't think it is, it's sort of like it's it could be a win-win situation. But I also don't want to talk about it as if he's like for sure gone. No, <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. the case at all. A, a very also equally potentially equally likely outcome yeah. here is Gary comes back, he's healthy. Of course, injuries have clearly been a part of his season as well, which Nurse pointed out. Um, and he feels good and healthy and not inhibited and also pascal siakam comes back in the next week and all of a sudden he's burying massive threes in fourth quarters and doing the gary Trent jr thing and everyone's like lock this dude up forever so exactly yeah that is uh i think probably the perfect note to leave this show off on we don't know we'll see it's gonna be very <laughs> very fascinating to see what happens with gary Trent jr in the next couple months here we'll keep an eye on it of course on the show katie Thanks so much for being here. As always, do you have anything you'd like to promote for the good people out there? Uh, yeah, I interviewed Kyle Kuzma um, uh, about a collaboration he has with Puma. And mm-hmm. we talked about some other stuff. We talked about the Wizards. We talked about DC architecture. We talked about the big pink sweater. Um, it was a good conversation, but that's up on time. I will also, I guess this is Wizards week for me uh, on time, <laughs> but I'll have a profile on Monte Morris dropping nice. sometime today. So you can go read that there as well. And if you haven't caught it, you can read my uh, cover story with uh, Sacramento Kings rookie Keegan Murray on time mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I got to say, light the beam, Sean. I'm light I'm the beam. beam. Light the beam. There's nothing uh, that honestly gives me <laughs> like this. The thing that's giving me the most joy in the NBA right now. Yeah, the Kings rock. Uh, I watched the their game against the Grizzlies last night. They rule. Light the beam. Uh, even when they're not, are they lighting the beam even when they're winning road games? Yes, they did it hell, last night because they hell were like, yeah. Can you see the beam from Memphis? <laughs> 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 they 
they're lighting that beam any of course they are it's the kings they're lighting the beam like any chance they get i just really hope they don't like uh shoot a plane out of the sky with the beam that would be bad uh, no they definitely have called that into <laughs> cause an interna international incident with the beam the Sacramento. kings get good and start world war three i think that's uh, the only outcome here um katie or thanks so much to earth extraterrestrial mm -hmm. life with the beam oh and then they arrive they go to their first representation of what basketball is is the sacramento kings, kings. hell <laughs> yeah all right we're gonna wrap it there thank you so much for tuning in go read all katie's wonderful stuff it's great uh you can find me on twitter at woodley sean the show is at locked on raptors you can follow subscribe to rate review the podcast yada 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 go make your second listen of the day locked on sports today as pete bukowski runs you through the biggest news in the sports world each and every day there's no episode tomorrow for thanksgiving but you can be damn sure they'd be talking about canada taking down belgium in the world cup uh and other big stories over there on locked on sports today so go check it out and with that we'll round it up we'll talk to you thursday to break down raptors nets Bye bye Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.